Worship in the World is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions while we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today. As we walked in fields to go, 
remind us that when we come here, what we're doing is actually pretty radical. For here, we don't worship ourselves. We don't worship one person. We don't worship a group of people or any agenda. We acknowledge that there is a force that is bigger than us all, a creator that's been here since the beginning of time and will be here till the end, a savior who meets us at our rock bottom and helps us catch our next breath a spirit who sustains life. So may we be awake to what we are doing as we pray. God, you are the artist behind the vast blue sky. You are the engineer behind all time and space. You are the love that passes between father to child and sister to friend, cookie to mouth. And you are in, the, in our midst as an inexplainable mystery, a sacrament of water washing us clean. God, when we ask, where are you? We are flooded with images. The better question is, where are you not? Amen. Please stand and sing. When peace like a river
Sunday we do a confession sequence in which we practice saying out loud, I was wrong, I messed up. And we make room to hear the words from Jesus to say, you are forgiven. So trusting that God loves us, trusting that Jesus forgives us, let us pray the words of admission together. You can find them in your program. Jesus, you are Lord. You are our Savior. You are our King. You are the way to the kingdom. We confess that we do not worship you with every fabric of our life. Sometimes we worship our land, our resources, our tribe. Forgive us, Lord, and set our attention on you. Like a mother hen who will not forsake her child, like the prodigal father who runs to welcome his son home, God is faithful still. Beloved, hear and receive the good news. In Jesus, you are forgiven, which means we get to live in peace. Amen. Y'all hear those babies? <laughs> Might be mine. It's a good thing to have babies in our midst, an abundance of them. Um, at this time, I invite Ella May forward with her family for her baptism. So this morning, Ella May Carson, daughter of Aaron Carson and Bree Siciliano, presents herself to receive the sacrament of baptism. So May actually has been confirmed, and 
this last summer at Montreat, we had just had a remembering our baptism thing, and we were talking about it as a back home group, and May was like, Lucas, I don't think I've actually been baptized. I was like, but that's weird, because you confirmed your baptism last fall. Um, But we do things a little differently sometimes at downtown church. And it is such a gift for someone to come forward wanting to know Christ more, wanting to be a part of this church community. So may you are a gift. Hear these words, beloved child of God, for you, Christ Jesus came into the world. For you, he lived and showed God's love. For you, he suffered the darkness of the cross and cried, at last it is finished. For you, he rose again to new life. For you, he reigns at God's right hand now and forevermore. All this Christ Jesus did for you, long before you knew anything of it. And so through these waters, may the words of scripture come to be fulfilled in your own life. May you love because you have been loved first. May, having heard these words, I ask you the following questions. Do you profess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Relying on God's grace, do you promise to live the Christian faith and to embody a heart of service and love? Now to the congregation, do you as members of the church of Jesus Christ promise to guide, support, and nurture May through words and actions with love and prayer Will you encourage her to know and follow Christ and empower her to be a faithful member of the church? If so, say, we do. So we just use ordinary water here. It's no holy water. It just comes out of the tap. And it's a reminder, May, that God does extraordinary things with ordinary people just like us. So let us pray. Holy God, we give great thanks for your son, Jesus Christ, who washed over this world with your love in the same way by the power of your Holy Spirit. May this water now wash over May so that in her own life, she too may share love with others. It's in your holy name we ask this. Amen. May, what is your name? My name? Yeah. Carson. <laughs> it's different when there's a baby. Ella May Carson. Do you want to hold me? No, so no I'm good. I'll cry when you put the water on me. <laughs> I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. May you come to know everything Christ commanded and may know that he loves you and is with you until the very end. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for today. Thank you for our church family and the youth leadership who have invested their time and counsel in Ella's life. We are so thankful for the safe and loving place they provide her. Lord, thank you for our family and friends. We are blessed to have people who have surrounded Ella with love and demonstrate your grace and compassion to her. Thank you for the blessing that Ella is to our family in this world. Thank you for her gentle, accepting, creative, and giving spirit. Thank you for allowing those of us who know and love her to see your beauty in the person she is. Lord, I pray that you will continue to draw her close to you daily. I pray that in both the good times and the dark times of life, she will turn to you. She will seek your guidance to direct her path and claim your promises to comfort her in her hours of need. 
Bless her and keep her always in the center of your hands. We love you, Father. Amen. Oh, hold up. <laughs> Friends, this is the greatest news. May has been received into the one holy Catholic church through baptism. God has made her a member of the household of God to share with us in the priesthood of all believers. I encourage you during the holy interruption to welcome the newly baptized as our newest sister in Christ. Alleluia. And all the church said amen. 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 It's now time for holy interruption. I invite you to get some coffee, water, and cookies that are back there. Thank you for bringing those back, and we'll be back in about five minutes. Good morning. It is good to be here with you today. It is good to be home. It is good to be in this place. Before we bring forth the Word of God, I want to remind you in your program on the last page, you'll see under the classified section, next Sunday, the 21st, 7 to 18-year-olds, there will be some things for high school, middle, and tiny theologians after worship service, 11 to 12.30 next Sunday. Uh, please plan on attending and engaging and participating. See Pastor Lucas for more information if you choose. This morning, our scripture comes from Joshua, Joshua chapter 21, verse 43. You can see it in the back of the program as well. One verse, one verse. Not a long, lengthy scripture to consider this morning. The Word of God reads, Thus the Lord God gave to Israel all the land that he swore to their ancestors that he would give them. And having taken possession of it, they settled there. They settled there. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. They settled there. This morning, I'd like to take a few moments, if you don't mind, and preach from a sermon that's titled, Where is your there? Where is your there? I want to talk about places, places. As Lucas and Dawn mentioned, we're in a series right now in terms of identity and talking about our own identity individually and collectively. And the role that place, the role that place has in shaping our identity, the role that place has in shaping who we are, who we say we are, who we believe we are. What role, if any, has place, the places you've lived, the places you socialize, the place you worship, the place you vacation, the place you rest, what role have places in your life played in shaping who you identify as? Where is your there? This week was a significant week for the Weathers family. Like many of you, we still have some kids in college, and this week for Devin was a big week for her in particular because Devin got the keys to her first apartment. Not a dorm room, by the way. As she reminded me, this is not a dorm dad. Okay, I get it. But she got the keys to her first apartment. And in getting the keys, she opened the door to her first place and she posted a picture and sent a picture to the family. I, I got my keys, I have my place. She was so excited about having her place. We knew it was coming. We knew the lease had been signed and everything had been done. My mother up in Virginia sent a big care package to her and said, okay, you're getting your first place and you're gonna need some things for your place. 
And so these things need to be with you when you get there. So she had her box from Nana. As a matter of fact, yesterday we were in the store shopping and we were asking, what else does Devin need for her place? We weren't quite sure, so we even got on the phone and called Dee. We called her brother. We said, Dee, you were there with Devin the other day when she moved in. What else does she need? We want to make sure we get what she needs so she can settle into her place. What can we get her? What can we bring her? So he gave us a list of a couple of things, and we took care of that. Because Devin can now say, I have my place. The apartment complex where she lives is no longer a building for our family anymore. We drive past it, we know where it is, and we have driven past it. But now, the place where she lives becomes a there in our life. It's no longer just an apartment, that's a there now. There is where Devin's first apartment is. There is the place where she got her first set of keys. There, that apartment complex is now significant in our family. That bricks and mortar, that there, because there is where she got the keys to her first place. Maybe one day I could imagine when she graduates college and moves on and does what she does in life, she will drive past that place one day and tell her family or friends and others, there, that's, that's where it is right there. That's where I settled in. That's where I had my first place. That's where I got my keys. Now, here's the deal. She's still Devin. But it seems like those keys added a layer to her identity. Something about having keys to an apartment, something about having a there added a layer, expanded who she is as a person. Imagine with me for a second. Can you remember when you got the first keys to your first place? Can you remember that day? Can anybody remember that day when that first apartment we moved into? Any, anybody can remember when we first got married or you, you first got together with somebody in that first place? Every now and then you might drive by there. Yeah, that's there right there. Or maybe when you bought your first home, when you went from renting to owning and you said, well, yeah, that first home, and there was something significant about it. When the real estate agent handed you the keys and you said, it's, I, you mean I, I own this? Yes, it's mine. There's something about there. Can you recall how all of a sudden it just shaped who you were a little bit differently, whether real or perceived, but in your eyes, there became significant for you. Where is your there? The scripture says, thus the Lord gave to Israel all the land that he swore to their ancestors that he would give them. And having taken possession of it, they settled there. God promised the seed of Abraham would possess the land of Canaan. This scripture is the culmination of that promise. God made the promise, it is done, done. They took possession and they settled in a place to rest, a place to dwell, a place to be. Now the New Revised Standard Version says settled there. If you go back to the King James Version, it'll say they dwelt therein. They dwelt therein. The original Hebrew word means to sit or to be set and to stay. So it was a place where they could sit, they could be set, and they could stay. Do you need a place to sit? Do you need a place to stay? Do you need a place to be set and a place to rest? This is bigger than where we live. 
I'm talking about where we really feel settled. Where can you go? Where can you go and be settled and be comfortable and be at rest and relax and be good? I'm good here. Where is that for you? The significance of place in shaping our identity. I'm not sure about you, but I can be physically in a place, but I'm not settled in that place. Have you ever been there? I can, I can physically be present in a space. I am there, but I'm not settled there. I can't rest there. I don't feel at home there. I don't feel safe there. I don't feel comfortable there. For me, for me, the key in this scripture is settled. They settled there. Where is your there? Have you ever connected with a place at a spiritual level, at a soul level, a place that, watch this, you identify that place was yours even though you may not have the deed to it? That's, that's my spot. That's where, that is my there. I don't even own it, but it feels like it's mine. When I'm there, it does something to me. It's a place to go. Just by being there, that's my there. Tell you a couple of secrets about myself, and I'm gonna tie it to downtown church here to make the point. I am fortunate because I have a lot of places that I consider there. <laughs> I've got quite a few. I'm fortunate. I got a few places where there. That's my there, and that's my there, and that's downtown church is one of my places. This is one of my. Where's your there? Downtown church for me. I'll give you a simple example of how place helps to shape identity. I stand before you this morning extremely relaxed. Chill, I feel good. Had a good week, good prep for the sermon. Got up this morning, had a good cup of coffee. I got dressed, put my clothes on. And if you know me, you know me well. I put my favorite shoes on, my Skechers. <laughs> so comfortable, I feel like I don't even have shoes on. And I'm just relaxed and the clothing is relaxed. And I just feel like, okay, let's do this right now. There, my there, downtown church, I am accepted here, watch this, for who I am. I can show, see, part of being there for me is where can I go and be me? That's part of my there. Where can I go and be myself? See, I could take the same sermon, the same scripture, the same pad, the same Bible, everything. And if you say to me, Charles, and to deliver this right here, you need to put on a robe and a collar and wear hard bottom shoes. And I do have hard bottom shoes, by the way, y'all. I do my best to never put them on, but I do have them. <laughs> But if you say, Charles, put that on, could you, I could still do it, I could still do it, and I would still do it. But if it's a mandate that I have to look a certain way in some spaces, it doesn't fit for me. We've got to be careful and understand what is it about the place that makes it my there? What is it about downtown church that makes this, this is my there? Where is my there? There could be right here. Demonstrate the power of place. Think and reflect upon a place right now. A place for you where the expectations and the reputation and the image and the stories, that's my there, that works for me. I've got a good friend, we're having a conversation one day and they said to me, I think I'm an atheist. They said, I'm not sure about God, I'm not, I'm not sure. And they know me, they know who I am, they know where I worship and so on. They said, what would happen? What would happen there? There, that downtown church thing, what would happen there if you took me there? What would happen if you went there and they found out that I might think I'm an atheist or I might be an atheist or I'm not sure about God? What would happen there at downtown church? I said, well, first thing, they'd probably give you some coffee. 
<laughs> I said, probably. And then probably somebody would come and talk to you and shake your hand and find out what's just get, get to know you. So they said, what would they do to me? I said, nothing. They said, what? They said, I said, would they judge me? No. I said, we, that's, that's not that there. That's not what happens there. And they said, I've never been in a place like that. They said, I cannot imagine that space. I said, yeah, that's my there. That's one of the reasons, watch this, why I'm there. When we really begin to understand the power of place, we understand that how we all together collectively contribute to the experience that we all have in this place. And one of the beautiful things about downtown church is the fact that our identity includes everybody's identity. And we can all show up here whole. And showing up someplace whole makes that there for you. Couples talk about, remember the place? And it brings a smile to their face, even if they will never get back there physically again. Place is so important, there is so important that we spend time with loved ones who have now left us, who've gone on. There's a spot in the river right here in Columbia where my dad passed away and he won his ashes spread and we spread his ashes right here in Columbia. There's a there, there's a place there in the river that I will go to sometimes and I will sit and I will talk to dad. Now you could say, Charles, dad ain't there and I know physically dad ain't there, but there is there. There is, that is a, there is there. There's something there and I'm settled there and I'm good there and I can be present there and I can rest. That's what I'm talking about. We need those places in our life where we can be settled, where we can relax, where we can be good. Where is your there? I was telling Dawn in anticipation for the sermon, something happened this week uh, personally about land and about property. And I'm going to share this with you because it really has been like on my soul and in my spirit, like, whoa, what is going on right now? It turns out talking about possessing land and ancestors, it turns out that somewhere along the line of my family, somebody purchased 80 acres of land right outside of Sanford, North Carolina. My dad was born in Sanford, North Carolina. My dad has passed away. My dad was the oldest of his brothers and sisters. I get a phone call from my uncle. He says, hey, there's some land. Hmm? There's this land and there's about 80 acres of land. And uh, your dad was the oldest of all of us, and you're his oldest child, and though your dad has passed on, we've been talking to attorneys and so on and so forth, and we gotta, you got to sign some stuff for us. I said, for what? what what's going on? I, I don't know. I'm not a land expert. What are, you, what are you talking about? They said, well, the way is divvied up amongst the family and so on. we got to figure out who are all the relatives and how to trace this back and forth because the elders or the ancestors, whoever, and I said, by the way, who bought this land? They said, well, apparently your grandfather's brother, who both have passed away, now your grandfather's brother owned this land and had this land, and nobody knew he had the land. And apparently with this land that had been possessed by my family at some point in time, there was a tax notice that came out that there was an amount of money, not a large amount of money, owed on this 80 acres of land. Apparently, I have a great aunt who saw this tax notice and looked at the name and said, this sounds familiar, and did some research and went down and paid the taxes on this land, which apparently we're about to lose. I didn't even know what land was there. And then she started making phone calls and said, where's everybody at? The land, nobody knew. So the bottom line is that 
I told my uncle, I said, well, send me the paperwork, let me look at it, but I feel compelled to go see the land. I, I, I don't know why, I don't know why, but something in me says I, I need to drive up to Sanford, North Carolina, I need to get out my car, I need to walk around this land and, and see and feel this land. Again, I can't tell you why I need to do that. Maybe it has something to do with my elders and ancestors having something I did not know they had. Maybe it has to do with having a phone call saying, hey, there's something that has been possessed that you might have a right to and you didn't even know you had it. I don't know, but I need to go and see the land. And even the thought of that is settling for me. There's something about just being, I don't know the end of the story, don't know how it will end. But there's something about the prospect of the land and the family and being settled and being content that I'm looking forward to. I'll give you the end of the story one day. We'll see. I don't know. But I'll I'll let you know what happened. But the point is this. We are all looking for a place to be settled. We are all looking for a place. And what I am learning is, as much as I just talked about land, land is really not the thing that settles us. The there may not even include land. See, well, you got to understand, I'm going to give you some examples and I'm going to sit down. Sure, geography plays a place in, a, in our identity. Sure, land plays a place in uh, shaping who we are. If you ask me, where are you from? I've lived in South Carolina for 30 years, lived in Columbia for 30 years. If you say, Charles, where are you from? I'm going to say this. I live in Columbia, South Carolina. I'm from New Jersey. Now, I don't know why it's important for me to say that. But I'm going to say, I live in Columbia, South Carolina. I love Columbia, South Carolina. And oh, by the way, but I'm from New Jersey. In my heart, I'm a Jersey boy, always will be. Now, I don't know why that's important to my identity, but though I will never move back there, not going back there, I can't let go of that part of me. Yeah, but I'm still from Jersey. Where we're from, the land is so important to our identity. Have you noticed now that in restaurants and other service type industries that people actually have their name on their name tag and there's a city underneath it? We were in the store recently and there was a young lady from Asheville, North Carolina. We're doing some shopping and her name I think was Megan or something, I don't know, but, but Megan from Asheville, right there. And we say to her, what, what's, what's going on in Asheville? We, we, we travel there a lot. Where should we eat in Asheville? And she goes, oh, I love Asheville. I have not been there in five years. And there's this place called, I think it's called uh, Little Girls Eatery or something like that. Go, go there to Little Girls Eatery. I think that's the name of it, or Eager Girl Literally. I don't know what it is, but it's some food with girl in the name. <laughs> but she was talking, but her eyes lit up when she talked about home and that connection that we made for people just because of the place that's on their name tag. I want you to think about the fact that wherever you are, I want you to be settled. God wants you to be settled. Scripture wants you to be settled. We want you to be settled. When I travel, I love looking at sunsets and I take pictures of sunsets wherever I go. It's not my son. Watch this. It's not my son. I'm not the only one that gets to see that sun. But when I'm traveling and I find a good spot to see the sunset, you cannot tell me it's not just me and the sun. That's how settled I am in that place. Because when I'm in a place, I'm recognizing now that every place I'm in belongs to God. And when I'm in a place and I'm settled and I recognize God's goodness and God's graciousness and God's beauty, beauty, Yes, this is it right here. And immediately, I am settled. Here at Downtown Church, we want this to be a place where we all feel settled. Where is your there? A place where our collective identity is enriched, enhanced, and broadened by our individual identities. 
A place where our collective whole is increased because we can show up individually whole. You know that little sticker that some of us put on the back of our car, little landscape? That's a symbol, identity. Where is there? Where, 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 what does that mean? There's something about there. I believe in my heart of hearts that the reason why many of us feel settled when we are here, it's not because of the building. It's not because of the land. It's not because of the stuff. And all that's important. We have to have it. But it's because we're settled in our hearts. It's because there's something about the space when we're here together that we are settled with each other. We are settled in Jesus. We, we recognize, we recognize that the there that's really there is our heart. There in our hearts we are together. When we have coffee, do y'all know it's really not about the coffee? I mean, have, have y'all figured that out yet? Coffee's good. Coffee's good. But it's not really about the coffee. When we have cookies, did you know it's not really about the cookies? Cookies are good. The cookies are good. But with the coffee and the cookies and the fellowship and the hugging and the talking, what they do is they create an experience. They create a space where we can connect, where we can be settled, where we can be good here. God has given this to us and we are doing all we can to be good where we are and to be settled where we are. I have two desires, two desires for everybody. I pray. I hope and I desire that we all have a place where we feel settled. And I pray and I desire that we all get to spend some time wherever our there is. And at the end of the day, if nothing else and nowhere else, I hope you believe and know, thanks be to God, that downtown is there for all of us. Amen.
cover my tracks Rain wash away my muddy past Wind carry me to the moon and back But please free my soul I'm caught up in society Help me escape, help me be free Free my soul, free my soul Set my soul free Please pray with me. God of the universe, we're already feeling the pull. The pull towards the busyness of school starting, of sports playing, of the meetings, appointments, football games, and more. But for now, God, help us to be present. Help us to be still, to breathe. And to remember that your Holy Spirit moves in us wherever we are. God, there are so many in pain in this community, in the world. Pain that is seen and pain that is unseen. God, grant us the awareness to see those who are hurting and the courage to act and to care, even when it is hard to do so. God, settle us in your love. Free us from our obsession with possessions. Free us from our egos and self-righteousness. Ground us in the reality that we are loved, that we are enough, and that even in the darkest parts of our lives, as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we are never alone. God, help us to participate in places of hospitality of care, of abundance and grace. And if we can't find those places, God, help us to build one. Help us to be like Jesus, who taught us to pray, saying together, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I now I invite you to stand as we affirm our faith. As Charles said, this is a place...
where we can be settled. We can be settled in our faith and we can be settled in our doubts. So whether you are saying this creed, believing every word or have a lot of questions, know that you are welcome here, that you are loved and that we affirm our faith together because God wants us to be in community together. So downtown church, what is it that you believe? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. Third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I invite you to remain standing for our final song.
Family, where is your there? Wherever it is, it starts with your heart, having a heart for Jesus. Now may the grace of God and sweet communion of the Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abound with us henceforth now and forevermore. Let the church say amen. 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 Go in peace. If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give.